We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. The greatest love is expressed by doing what? Giving up your life for a friend in this passage of scripture. When, when, when he says no greater love than this, than a man will lay down his life for a friend. In this passage of scripture, friend refers to one we consider dear or what? Valuable to us. So you give up your life for someone. You risk your life for someone that's valuable to you. Amen. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friend. God created marriage to illustrate this kind of love. Man and a woman should love each other enough to lay down their wants and desires for what? For one another. You know, the beauty of marrying is the process. The process of marriage is, is, is beautiful because you come to know who you are with someone. They're built into you. We wouldn't have all this divorce if folks were built into each other. You can't snatch something off you that's built into you. So that's the true oneness. When the true oneness is there, you really can't separate that. You may fight and not agree sometimes, but you ain't going nowhere. Because I'm built in there. That's cleaving. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and do what? Cleave unto his wife and the two shall what? So you can't pull one flesh apart. If you pull one flesh apart, you'll sever it. You'll sever something on it. One flesh is one. Right? So God wanted this, or he wanted marriage to illustrate this kind of love. And, uh, you know, men and women should love each other enough to lay down their lives for one another. Amen? And this is what the LGBT is trying to do. And I've actually, we've posted it online. Well, they say we don't. They say it's not that they just want gay marriage. They don't want gay marriage. Homosexuals don't want to be married. Lesbians don't really want to be married. I, I, they've said out of their mouth, we're not trying to really be married. We just want to end marriage. That's their ultimate goal to end marriage, to make it where it doesn't matter. Because all they do is get married and divorce, get married and divorce, get married and divorce to the point to where. It means nothing or it's trivial. They want that because they know the powerful or they know God's blessing rests upon marriage. Make sense? All right. So that's that, you know, this is why we got to keep, keep it important to the church. Amen. Denying yourself to help others is the best expression of what? Denying yourself. This is the type of love. Or this type of love is God's love for us and what he displayed by giving his precious son to die for us. So that's denying yourself. When you deny yourself, you're doing what God did. He denied his only son, gave his son for us. The Bible said there was even a point where he looked away from his son because of the sin that his son had, was carrying of ours. But this type of love is God's love for us. And he displayed this by giving his precious son. Mark 12 and 31. And the second is like, namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor, how? As thyself. There is no, none other greater commandment than these. You can sum up all the other commandments with loving your neighbor as yourself. When you truly love someone like you love yourself, then you've summed up all the commandments. You won't kill if you love someone like you love yourself. You won't steal if you love someone like you love yourself. You won't commit adultery if you love someone. Amen? 
All these things are done because of lack of true agape love. To truly love God, we must lay down our lives for him. We cannot keep our wants and desires that conflict with his will for us. You ask somebody, hey man, do you love the Well, you can't even ask them that no more because folk don't love the Lord anymore. Say, hey man, you love the Lord? Well, which one? What color is he? Some stupid. But it used to be where you could ask somebody just on the street around them, hey man, you love God? Oh yeah, I love God. Oh, so I mean, are you doing what he said? Well, no. Okay, but do you love him? Well, yeah. Are you doing what he said? Well, no. Why do we think we can have a relationship with someone without love? If you really want a relationship with the Lord, you need to do what he says. You can't keep doing what he doesn't like. Try that in your relationship. Keep doing what your wife don't like and see how long she likes you. We expect God to do what he doesn't no matter how many times I do it. He just forgiven, forgiven, forgiven. Yeah, but the whole idea of you doing it that many times tells me that you really don't have the relationship with him that you. Because at some point you would consider him. Amen. You keep punching your wife every time you get mad. I'm going to start thinking that you don't love her. You love boxing. But if you treat her good, even, even if you did her wrong, you apologize, you try your best not to do it again, you really, I mean, that, that's love. I can understand that. That's, that's a relationship. Working on stuff. Trying your best to be pleasing to the other person. That's a, it, right? But that's what it needs to be with God. You ought to be trying your best to be pleasing to the Lord. But if you're always doing what you want to do, I'm, I'm going to question how much you really love him. Romans 8 and 8 says, so they, so then they that are in the flesh cannot do what? Bottom line. So if you're doing what you want to do, you can't please God because what you want to do eventually is going to lead to sin. We have to do what God wants us to do his way, the way he says it in order to please him. Amen. And I mean, why wouldn't you want to please God? Isn't he in control of everything? I think I want him to like me more than anybody else. Right? I mean, because he could just end it all. Man, if I was on earth with Jesus, boy, I'd be all in Jesus' face. He would get sick of me. I'd be trying my best to make him like me. You need anything, Lord? You, you need... I see your sandals getting a little loose. You need me to re retie them for you. You just I'm like, oh, if somebody don't get this boy away from me. Oh, what? Because <laughs> if he say that, <laughs> I think about that sometimes. I think about Judas. Man, you got to be a special kind of evil to just betray Jesus, especially after all you saw him do. You watch Jesus do all this stuff, and you just go creep on him. It's a special kind of evil. God is not here to grant us our wishes. He is not a genie. Amen. So when you get in trouble, don't you go rubbing the lamp trying to get out of trouble. 
It's not what he's here for. He's not here to grant your wishes, what you want to do, make you feel better about your decisions. That's not what he's here for. He is not. Look at somebody and say, God's not a genie. He's not. So don't just pray to him when you need something. No other relationship works like that. Let the only time you talk to your husband be when you want something. See how long that lasts. Just doesn't work like that. So we can't expect God to just keep doing for us because he has the power to. He is here to change our desires and cause our actions to be aligned with his righteousness. So he's here to change us. The only reason you know God is so that you can change and conform to him. That's, that's what he's here for. He's here to change us. After the fall of man, his job is to change us. God was okay with man and woman being married and just chilling in the garden and having a good time, eating off everything and playing with animals or whatever they were doing. God was cool with that. But then when sin came, man needed a savior. That's why he's in our life now to try to save us from sin. He's here to change our lives and cause our actions to be aligned with his what? Righteousness. So right alignment is righteousness. Y'all hear me tell this story all the time about being rightly aligned with God, being in line with God and doing what God wants you to do. So he that doeth righteousness is righteous. Let no man deceive you just because you say you save don't mean you're righteous. You ain't doing righteousness. Right? So just because you say I'm a Christian doesn't make you righteous. He just told you, let no man do what? That means don't let anybody lie to you about this. He that does the right thing is right. Man, that's good. Amen. He that does the right thing is right. Our fleshly desires will lead us into sin. And what we want to do, always going to lead us into sin. Away from God. In order to be in Christ, we must deny these desires. Lay down our wants for what he wants for us. And this is expensive. This is definitely important when it comes to the gifts and the talents. When you get ready to pursue something, you do need to run it by God. For your life, for your job, for whatever it is that you are pursuing, make sure it lines up with the righteousness of God. God don't have a problem with, hey, God don't have a problem with you having an ability or having a talent or whatever, but you need to submit that to God and make sure it's not leading you away from God. Amen. You think God, God don't have a problem with you making money? Just don't let the money make you. Amen. You don't have a problem with money. God ain't afraid of money. Nobody had more money than Solomon. Abraham was rich. Abraham was so rich, he was able to turn down millions. And said, no, nah, I don't need your millions. God's got my millions. When the king of Sodom tried to give him the spoils, he turned them down. He said, I don't need your millions. I got the, God's men. God had men that had money. David had money. Men had money that served the Lord. So God is not afraid of that at all. But you just make sure the money doesn't begin to lead you away. Amen? Make sure it all lines up with God's plan. Amen? 
You know, one thing I started doing back when I was probably 25 years old or so, I would always wake up in the morning and I would pray God's plan up on my life, not knowing what it was. I didn't know what it was, but I trusted him enough. And I said, Lord, my steps, whatever I'm doing, let it all work to, for your purpose for me. And my friends would come up to me and different ones would come and offer, make me offers and different things. And at one point we was traveling the country, getting record deals and all this kind of stuff. And every single time I would get before the Lord and I would say, God, if this is not you, if this is not what you want, I need you to let me know. And all along, God had a plan for the Truth Behind Hip Hop, for EX Ministries, for all that stuff. But I walked into that plan and walked through that plan, trusting God for that plan. I wish I could tell you that he gave me the plan whole and complete one day, all the instructions and told me exactly what to do. Nope. He just said, be righteous. Line up with my righteousness. Do what you know to do right now. And he'll lead you into what you'll do later. Does that make sense? Do what you know to do. Will you do right, right now? Rightly align, righteousness, do right, right now. And then you'll be on the path. You'll look up one day and you're walking out God's plan. That's what I did. I looked up one. I was walking out God's plan. But I didn't know it. I didn't know the next step I would take. People would come up to me, man, what's your vision for the next five years? I don't have one. They asked me that about this church. Man, where do you see ABC five years from now? I said, I can't see that far. I don't know. I, I didn't see this. When there was 20 people in our house, I didn't see this. We all talked about, remember, we talked about not going anywhere ever. No matter what the Lord said. <laughs> More people, more problems. We were happy being in the house. I wasn't trying to go anywhere. But we just walked God's plan and we ended up here with no future aspirations. And y'all, that's not easy. Now, don't get me wrong. Trusting God like that is not easy because you know God's not here. He's somewhere else. It makes it a little difficult when you really need, Lord, I need to know what's next. And he's like, no, you don't need to know what's next. Just trust me. Yeah, but the payoff, if you do it that way, if you follow God, I'm telling you, you do his righteousness, do what's right, do it the way he says, he'll continue to lead you in the blessings. And the good thing about God is what he blesses you with, nobody can take. When you end up where you're supposed to be in God, no one can, no one. No one can take it from you. Our fleshly desires are going to lead us into sin and away from God. In order to be in Christ, we have to deny these desires. Lay down our wants for what he wants. And that's hard to do. Romans 8 and 5. For they that are after the flesh do what? They mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Our expression of love is obedience. Our expression to God, obedience to God is an expression of love. So this is why we do what he says. If we really love him, we got to do what he says. Right? Obedience is better than sacrifice. Got to do what he says. Our healing, our, our healing, our deliverance, our freedom lies within his plan for us, which requires us to do what? Deny ourselves 
in order to experience. And you're always going to be tested. The opportunity is going to always be right before you. And you're going to have to turn it down. Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first what? And this is the part everybody leaves out. And what? His righteousness is his right alignment for you where you're supposed to be. So seek God's kingdom and where you're supposed to be in it. And then everything else is going to what? It's my favorite scripture. When we hold on to things that we shouldn't, we delay and many times forfeit the true peace that comes from God's plan. The Bible says his yoke is what? And his burdens are what? But our way will always be harder. So a person whose way is always hard, they are not in God's plan. Now, don't don't get me wrong. We're going to have trials and tribulations. But if you don't ever see the light of day, your life is in darkness. You should have some good times. Look at somebody and say, I want some good times. I want to smile. So I don't want to every time the mic come around. Oh, pray y'all. It's time to pray. He said his yoke is easy. What yoke you have? His yoke is easy and his burdens are light. The problem is our decisions are dumb. His yoke, that's what it should read. His yoke is easy and his burdens are light. But your decisions are dumb. That's what makes it happen. That's why we need his righteousness, right alignment. Look, y'all, if we are doing it the way he says, then the burdens are what? Light. It gets hard when we do it our way. Scripture says it, good understanding gives favor, but the way of the person doing it their own way is what? Man, the transgressor's way is always hard. Amen. Especially the sinner. Folks that live in sin, sneaking secret sin. Man, your way is always, you always. <laughs> to truly love God, we must love him with our what? Obedience. Practicing obedience causes him to be pleased with us and reward us according. How many of you want God to be pleased with you? You got to practice obedience and it takes practice to obey God Hebrews 11 and 6 but faith without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must do two things he must first do what you got to believe that he is he is who translucent whatever you need have to believe that he's God over everything whenever you need him and then that he is a rewarder to those that do what? So if you don't digitally, uh, di- digital, if you don't diligently seek him, you don't get the reward. He's telling you, you got to believe that if you diligently seek him, you will be rewarded. Summary. Amen. So many people today claim to love God, but do not love anything that is of God. Man, this is an epidemic. I had a prominent pastor. He's a mega church pastor. We were talking Friday, Saturday, 
No Friday. And he was telling me, he said, man, I had to get off Facebook. Uh, he said, I got off all social media. I said, why? He said, because I got tired of going on there and seeing all of the members at the church, how unsaved all of them really are. He said, their music choices are, are, are sinful. Their movie choices are all full of debauchery. He said, the, the places that they visit, the favorite places, all just foolishness. The pictures of them, they're just all selfish and showing off and dressing scantily clad. And all the women got the cleavage shot, the aerial view and all that. He said, I'm si-. he said, I got, he said, I got sick of looking at it. He said, I had to get off. He said, because I, I, he said it was so discouraging to him. He's like, man, what I'm preaching means nothing to these people. Because they all claim to love God, but they don't love anything that is. Everything in your life goes straight up against God. How can you love him? Every joke they send is full of cussing. Every video clip they send got some woman's butt in it. Brother, why does everything you do go against God? They do not like his plan of the man being the head of the woman. Oh, they hate that nowadays. They do not like his plan of the man providing for his family. Oh, they hate that. Man, these men, I'm telling you. Oh, I talk to them all the time. Brother, what do you mean provide for your family? (laughs) I mean, this is a new day. They do not like thinking on things above, but they would rather focus on things below. They do not want to live right or live free from sin. Instead, they desire to live sinfully. They don't like church. They don't want to respect or listen to the pastor. They do not read the Bible. They do not like being around strong believers or any other kind of accountability. People like this do not love God. They love the world. And the Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, guess what? The love of the Father is not in him. But these people, look, they, they love the world. If they genuinely love God, they would love his way so much that they would try their best to forsake their own way and follow his leading. You would get convicted for doing wrong if you really love the Lord. If you really love the Lord, you can't keep doing wrong. At some point, you got to stop because it's convicting you. Conviction means makes you feel bad. Let me just bring it to the, let me bring it to where you can understand it. Oh, conviction. Oh, I don't understand that. I mean, what are you talking about? You feel bad after you sin. You're convicted. Before you do it, you feel bad. But if they really loved him, they would do their best to forsake their way, follow his leading. This is the true test of love. If you are wondering whether or not you truly love God or if you're really a believer in Christ, then test your love for him and his way. This will always show you what and who you really are. Go look at your own Facebook page and your Instagram. And if it's butt shots and foolishness on there, then maybe I need to run this test. 
If I'm always trying to show myself, if I'm always trying to get the approval of people, maybe I need to run this test. If I'm always enjoying sin and it's not funny unless there's some cussing in it. Oh, it wasn't no amens on that. It got quiet, didn't it? Oh, I needed to be Cat Williams before I laughed. Brother, if, if that's the only thing, if, <laughs> if sinful jokes is the only thing that can make you laugh, man, sin is in you. I can have a good old time without cussing. I don't have to be cussing, drinking, and firing off no pistol to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> this will this will always show you what and who you really love if your life centers around your pleasure what you desire how you feel and what you have then the person you truly love is yourself and what you truly love is the world One of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible is right here. 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. Examine. He didn't tell us to do it. I'm not examining you. He said examine who? Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. He's talking to the church people. He's talking to the church at Corinth. And Paul is saying, church folks, examine yourself to see if you saved. He's talking to the church. Examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Then he says what? Then run a check. After you examine yourself, take a test. After you studied on it, take a test. Test yourself. Or do you not realize this about yourselves? That Jesus Christ is in you? You you don't even know if he's in you or not. Unless indeed you fail to meet the test. It's a powerful scripture right there. Telling the church, run a check. Every now and then, run a check. I don't look at y'all's Facebook pages and stuff. I don't want to see your personal life. I don't think a pastor should. I think that's too much knowledge. That'll influence what I'm preaching. I'll be up here preaching about your page. And looking at you, see. And God see. I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even gonna do that. I'm gonna preach the truth, and hopefully we all can conform. Amen. We all can conform to the truth and do what the Bible says. I'm gonna take a chance on the Bible doing it. Let the Bible be your test. Let the word examine you. Let the light go in the dark places. Shine the light of Christ in them. Amen? Everyone stand to your feet. You know, doing things God's way, sometimes it's real easy, and sometimes it's real difficult, just depending on how you were raised, what you've gotten into, what's going on. But I I, I tell you, to be in Christ really, truly means doing it his way ask y'all a question. How many of you have tried it your way before and your way led you right back to Christ's way? 
Didn't your way suck? You ever get to the point where you got so far away from the Lord, it took you days to pray him back. Like you got down to pray and you couldn't even hear anything. You knew he wasn't listening. You looked up in heaven and you saw. Because you knew you had just been, he had just done the fool. Anybody ever had that feeling? You knew. And took you days and days and days to get that feeling. Everybody has their own God feeling. Not that it's based on physics and nothing like that, but there's this, just this feeling when you know he's there. It's like a presence. I can't describe it because it's different for everyone. It's based on your own senses and your own, you know, space or whatever. But there's this feeling when I know that God is there and it's a, you know, I just know it and it's there. And when that's not there, oh, I just want to die. Especially when it's my fault. Well, only when it's my fault because that's the only time it happens. <laughs> he said he would never leave you to forsake you, so it's not his fault. Oh, but then you try to, you, you want to pray him back. Y'all, I'm just being honest with you. Y'all know I'm going to be straight. I know y'all are dealing with this sometimes. And you just feel far away. You feel like he can't hear you. And you know it was something you did. And you want to rush to get him back. Like you just want to make it work faster. So you start praying hard and talking loud. And you know it's going to be a minute. Because God is going to wait to see if you really mean it. Crocodile tears don't work on God. Man's tears don't work on God at all. In the, in the Bible days, you know, a woman's sorrow would move God. But a man, you could cry. They would rent their clothes and sackcloth and ashes, all that. And God would be like, I don't care. <laughs> That's not making this any better. You're going to pay for this. He's going to chasten us because you shouldn't have done it. But we all want to examine ourselves. Everyone bow your heads. It's self-examination time. Let's just examine ourselves. Make sure we are in the faith for real. Are we hearing him? We're doing what he says. We following him. We really in him. Is he really in us? Is our life shifting in his direction? Are we doing it the right way? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Are we there? Test yourself and see. The light of the word is going to show you what's dark. Always. And the word came today for all of us to test ourselves. There's no way we're going to maintain a lukewarm relationship with the Lord in 2017. It's not going to happen. Too many people are attacking the validity of the Bible, the validity of the word, the validity of God. They're attacking the church left and right. You can't be lukewarm today. You have to be sold out for him. So examine yourself. Examine yourself. Clean up what needs to be cleaned up. Make a decision. Today, when I leave this place, I'm going to fix it. Leave this place, I'm going. I'm going to obey God. I'm going to do what he says. No matter how hard it may be, I'm going to do it. Today is the day. I'm not asking anyone to come up because we all have to examine ourselves. We all have to test ourselves today. See if you're in the faith. See if you're following him. See if you are in line with his 
righteousness. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you, Father God, for all that you are. In spite of our wrong, in spite of our circumstance, in spite of the decisions that we may have made that weren't too good, you're still God. You're God of our lives. You're God of the plan for our lives. And if we seek you, we'll find our plan. If we seek your kingdom, we'll find our way. If we align with your righteousness, all the other stuff will be added to us. So God, help us, Lord, to examine ourselves thoroughly. Those areas that shouldn't belong, help us to have the courage to take them away. Those things that we shouldn't do anymore, help us to have the courage to not do them anymore. God, we want to be pleasing unto you. And we want to be in line with your righteousness. Because if we do your righteousness, you said we are righteous. So make us righteous today. Help us examine our hearts. Create in us a clean heart. Renew a right spirit. Uphold us with your free spirit. Father God. In Jesus' name, make us new. And we'll teach transgressors your way. We'll show them the right way when it's the right way that we've chosen. In the name that is above every name we pray, the glory and the honor will be yours. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com.